0: Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today I want to talk a little bit about faith and, and religion here in America and these Americanized Christians. And I want to go back and look at a, a few uh, highlights from Judges, because, of course, we read in Judges several times. one I'm flipped to right now is in Judges 17, 6, "...in those days there was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes." Of course, that's also how the book of Judges ends, and that I think that phrase is muttered in there a few more times as well. But it's so much like America right now. This country was founded with some core of Christian-type principles. Now, it wasn't founded as a Christian nation. Some people say that. You hear it oftentimes in Sunday school curriculums and things like that. And uh, the fact of the matter is, some of the founding fathers were Christians, some of the founding fathers were deists, some of the founding fathers were atheists. But there was a common sense of decency there that we don't have now. We don't even have a common sense of decency anymore in America most of the time. And uh, the the problem is, is that everyone has their own ideas of what I of what decency might happen to be, and there's no agreed-upon terms because everything constantly shifts. But nevertheless, when this country was founded, we were given religious freedoms, and it turned out that a lot of the people involved in government and things did give a lot of credence to God, whether or not they were solid-believing Christians, or just, yeah, sure, I kind of believe there's a God up there. It's the difference between a a Christian or a theist and and a deist. Um, You know, the the deist just believes there might be some God out there, but he's not necessarily interacting with the world. A theist means that, yeah, there's a God, and he does interact with the world. And so... That is how the founding of this country happened. And for a long time, America thrived under what would have been a lot of Christian principles, whether or not you believed in the the Protestant incarnation of Christianity or the Catholic incarnation of Christianity, or just had some other sense of greater morality than what society thus defines. So at that point in time, we had a lot of blessings in this country. And that's what Israel has experienced. There's a lot of blessings in Israel. The problem is they walked away from God. And after Joshua died, in the end of the book of Joshua, it says after Joshua died, the people of Israel continued to follow God until the elders that were with Joshua died. So Joshua dies, and then there's the elders that were with Joshua. They did a good job of keeping the whole country together. And then when they finally died, everybody's like, it was like a sheep without a shepherd. They wander off into their own ways. And that's how we get. Now there was no, um, and now that's where we get in those days, there was no king in Israel. And everyone did what was right in their own eyes. So I want to look at this story down here of Micah. Because Micah is a good example of American Christians. We want to be religious. We ignore the one source that can give us real faith, and we start doing things that we believe are going to make us religious. And this is really what that that balance is. And so we're just going to skim through some of this and we read some of this. So uh, Micah's story here starts in Judges 17, and I want to get into a little bit of early 18 because it kind of tells us how we tend to seek God and direction in our lives today. So there was a man in the hill country of Ephraim whose name was Micah, seventeen one. So his mother apparently was in some form of idolatrous. Um, he says to his mother, The eleven hundred pieces of silver which are taken from you, about which you uttered a curse in my hearing, behold, here is the silver with me, I took it. Now, if I remember correctly, I think that there was, there was some background to this. The story of Samson uh, kind of breaks the story up. But there is something about this lady, this, this, this silver is taken. He ends up stealing the silver back. So he steals the silver back and he says, I took it and she says, Blessed be my son, the Lord. So he returned the 1,100 pieces of silver to his mother and his mother uh, said, I wholly dedicate the silver from my hands to the Lord for my son to make a graven image. And a molten image... And now I return them to you. So she's like, thank you, God. I now dedicate this silver to you, God, so I can make a molten image. You know, Moses had already delivered the Ten Commandments at this point in time. They know make no graven images inside of them in front of my eyes. <laughs> okay. And so here is the lady, and she's like, well, thank you, son, for, for um, stealing that silver back. Here, here I dedicate it to God to make me the golden calf. Uh, and so that's kind of where we are. So when he returned the silver to his mother, his mother took 200 pieces of silver and gave it to the silversmith who made them into a graven image and a molten image, and they were there in the house of Micah. And then the man Micah had a shrine made an ephod in the household and household items and consecrated one of his sons that he might become his priest. <laughs> it's like... So... He is from Ephraim. He is not a Levite. He was not from the priestly line. He is building faith as he wants to build it. And that's how we are. We don't take time to read the scripture. We build our faith based on maybe what our pastor says without consulting the scriptures. We hope our pastor consults the scriptures. But in many churches in America today, I'm not quite convinced that's the case. We put together our own ideas of what religiosity is. We put together our own ideas of what might please God, and surprisingly, they line up with the things we want to do because we are, by nature, selfish people. So that's where we get into, in those days, there was no king in Israel, and every man did what was right in his own eyes. Now, there was a young man from Bethlehem in Judah of the family of Judah who was a Levite, and he was staying there. And the man departed from the city of Bethlehem in Judah to stay wherever he might find a place. So here we have a roaming Levite. He made his journey. He came to a hill country in Ephraim and to the house of Micah. And Micah said, where do you come from? He said, I am a Levite from Bethlehem in Judah, and I am going to stay wherever I may find a place. Micah says, dwell with me and be a father and a priest to me, and I will give you ten pieces of silver a year, a suit, a suit um, a suit of clothes and your maintenance. So the Levite went in, and the young man became to him like one of his sons. And Micah consecrated the Levite, and the young man became his priest and lived with him. Now, there's no evidence here that the Levite went in here and is like, well, "You got to clean up all this idolatry. This is not right." No, the Levite—he's just—he's like Balaam. He's a—he's a priest for hire. Who's going to pay me? Oh, you'll pay me. Sure, <laughs> I'll say whatever you want. And that's America. Uh, in religion today, so this is where we get into how we tend to how we tend to find priests and find direction in our life. so just the first few verses here of uh, chapter eighteen, those days there was no king of Israel, and in those days, the tribes of Danites were seeking an inheritance for themselves to live for until the day of the inheritance had not been allotted to them as a possession among the tribes of Israel. So the sons of Dan sent their family of five men their whole number, valiant men from Zorah to Ishtal to spy out the land and to search it. And they said, go search the land. And they came to the hill country of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, and lodged there. So now they're lodging in the idolatrous house. And they were near the house of Micah. They recognized the voice of the young man, the Levite, and they turned aside and said to him, who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? And what have you here? And he said to them, thus is uh, thus and so... Has Micah done for me? He has hired me, and I have become his priest. Said, to him, inquire of God, please, that we may know whether uh, our way on which we are going will be prosperous. So the priest said to them, "Yeah, just go. Sure, you'll be prosperous, like a health and wealth gospel. Just name it and claim it. Just go and take it. You know, that's kind of that's kind of what they are. So, so they come in and they acquire of this Levite, this this priest of the image full of gods. In fact, later on in this chapter, it does indicate that, yeah, the the idols and the gods are still there. So clearly this this Levite priest is not actually following the word of God either. They kind of tell them what they do. And kind of the end of the story is people come back and they're like, hey, we like that God. We like those images. We like all the stuff. And they go and they steal the priest and all this. And that's kind of where we are in America, isn't it? We go and do the things that we like to do. We don't want to pay attention to the solid word of God. In fact, here in America, the current statistics right now, uh, over like, I think it's over like 40 to 60% of Americans still say they're a Christian, but they don't attend religious services. They don't read their scriptures. Only like 15% of professing Christians actually pick up and read their Bibles, which is very shocking. The, and that's the thing is we are not taking direction from the one place that can give us direction. Okay, we want to seek gods after our own images. That's exactly what Paul says in Romans 1. You have sought gods after your own image. And right now, we in America are living in this world where we are doing what we are doing for fun. We are doing a lot of this in the name of Christianity. We are not following the word. We are not living by faith. We are living by solid marketing plans and church growth strategies. We're not doing the things that God is pleased when we do. And what ends up happening is judgment. And that's what we're experiencing now. America is on the forefront of judgment. John MacArthur said in a sermon not too long ago that he says it's too late for America. We can't even come back and repent. And he might be right. Oh, those of us Christians in here are going to get caught up in the sin of the world. Why? Because we did not stand up firm on the word of God and lead the country. We are the salt. We are the light. We are the ones to shine the way. And what can we do with our light shining the way? We illuminate godless pastors who use marketing plans before faith. We illuminate godless pastors who preach a health and wealth faulty gospel. We illuminate false leaders who rely on religiosity and tradition. We don't rely on faith. And that's what we need to do. We need to rely on faith. We need to walk by faith and not by sight. And so we see the forefronts of this. We are starting to see communist takeovers. We are starting to see sin being forced upon people. If I don't stand up and fully embrace your LGBTQ, alphabet soup, I am a hate monger. And with the new Equality Act, it is actually illegal in many cases to not stand up and embrace the mental illness inside of someone's head. That's the scary part. That is the scary part about where we are. We are indeed under God's judgment. And it is coming harder. And it is coming faster. And we need to spread this information far and wide. Take this message with you. Walk by, uh, walk by faith, not by sight. Spend time reading the Word of God and active in prayer daily. Put more emphasis on this than you put on any other teachers, including me on any other authors, on any pastors. This is your guide. Your pastor's job is to illuminate this, not give you a five-point dieting plan to have a healthier body because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We need to have walk by faith. We'll go ahead and leave this here. This is already longer than I like the daily walks to be. So uh, we will leave it here. Make sure you are walking by faith, reading your scriptures and praying daily. We hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash tomm. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.